0: This is Under the Dome. On today's episode, we're taking a look at what's happening in North Carolina politics for the week of Monday, May 17th, 2021. For the News and Observer, I'm Danielle Battaglia, your host for this episode of Under the Dome. It is Monday, May 17th, and I'm recording this podcast for the first time solo. I'm trying to give my colleagues and lawmakers a break from having to record with me after finishing crossover week. For those of you who aren't politically savvy, last Thursday marked the deadline for crossover week, which meant bills filed in the House or Senate needed to pass its third reading and uh, be sent to the opposite chamber by Thursday or the bill died which is a big deal for lawmakers. You know, if you file these bills and you're really passionate about them, you want to push them through, you want to you wanna get it to the other side. So uh, we expected really long nights and uh, a lot of work, but that actually didn't happen this week. I think um, the House and Senate really wanted to finish up quickly. The House said that they wanted to be done by Wednesday night, so they stayed until 10 p.m. Tuesday, which isn't terrible. And uh, they, they finished up what they had to do by, I think, pretty early Wednesday afternoon, or yeah, Wednesday afternoon, and then the Senate finished up before noon on Thursday. So uh, we didn't see the late night hours that we expected. This is my first crossover week at the General Assembly, so I was expecting really long hours. My colleague Colin Campbell told me, like, we normally see nights till midnight or a couple nights that we work till midnight or after, Um, but that didn't happen this time. And, you know, now all eyes are going to the state budget, Uh, One thing with crossover is that any appropriations or monetary uh, bills didn't really have to be filed this week. They can continue to be filed, and so um, we could see those worked out in the budget. Um, I spoke with Speaker Tim Moore on Thursday, and he told me that he doesn't expect to see the budget next week, but we could see some appropriation bills being discussed in committee. Uh, My colleague Don Vaughn, on the other hand, she oversees our coverage of the budget and she's heard rumblings that we could see a budget agreement as early as late next week so or this week. So um, it's kind of too soon to know, but that's something to keep an eye on. There's also very few items that have hit the legislative calendar at the time I'm recording this, which is Thursday, not long after crossover. Um, one thing to note is that the Senate Committee on Redistricting Elections is scheduled to meet. Um, and both of those are huge topics in North Carolina right now. We've been waiting on census numbers to come in for redistricting. Obviously, we just were told we've got that 14th congressional district that we have to create. Um, so redistricting is going to be huge. Elections has been huge. Um, there's been a lot of controversy around the elections ever since a settlement agreement was made right before 2020's election happened. I think three days before 2020's election happened that- changed some of the rules that lawmakers had put in place. And so um, they're making a push to make sure that doesn't happen again. So just for some insight, last fall, several groups had sued the Board of Elections um, for various reasons, but the gist was they didn't feel safe voting in person during a pandemic, which is fair. Um, So they uh, they had filed a lawsuit, and without... Senator Senator Berger and Speaker Moore say they had no knowledge of the settlement agreement. Without that knowledge, there was an agreement that allowed the Board of Elections to collect absentee ballots cast by November 3rd, which was election day, through November 12th. And the rules that the General Assembly had set, who also anticipated that this was going to be problematic, the election in 2020, They had set a rule saying that they would allow ballots to be collected through November 6th, as long as they were postmarked on November 3rd, which was election day. So, um, Speaker Moore and uh, Senator Berger felt blindsided by the fact that they didn't know this um, was coming and uh, tried to get it stopped by the judge. So, we're seeing various bills being filed that would address um, this type of thing from happening again, including one bill that says that you can't have a settlement agreement that involves rules or laws set by the General Assembly without notifying them that those agreements are coming and letting them be part of the discussion, Um, which has nothing to do with the bill I'm about to talk to, except that it seems to be a direct response to that lawsuit, and that's Senate Bill 326. We've talked about Senate Bill 326 on Under the Dome before. So what Senate Bill 326 does um, is three things. First, it prohibits boards of elections from collecting donations to hold elections or pay individuals to temporarily help with elections. Second, the bill would require voters to apply for an absentee ballot by 5 p.m. the Tuesday, two weeks before the election. And that goes only for people who want to vote absentee. And then lastly, and this is where all that background information I gave you fits in, is uh, it would require that absentee ballots be received by the boards of elections by 5 p.m. on election night. Um, so you could see where all that fit and all that history fits into this particular bill. And then on a very unrelated note, and not to do with the House or Senate, um, all eyes this week are on Governor Roy Cooper after the Centers for Disease Control suggested Thursday that people who are fully vaccinated no longer have to wear masks Indoors or outdoors, which is great news for people across the country. I've heard so many complaints about how tired people are of wearing the masks, not feeling like they can breathe in the masks, you know, getting the mask knee that we keep hearing about. Um, the mask just isn't fun, and I think people want to go back to regular life and see people smile at them again, or maybe frown at them, or know any kind of emotion that they have towards them. Um, so this, this is great news, except that it doesn't help North Carolina because we're still under a mask mandate that uh, Governor Cooper put in place on April 28th. And just to clarify, the mask mandate's been in place, I think, through most of the pandemic. Um, but the latest one was issued April 28th. So the news of the CDC's new recommendation came as Governor Cooper was touring a vaccine site in Wake County Thursday, Thursday. Um, and we haven't heard what his plans are at this point, whether to lift the mask mandate or not. I know one of my co-workers was with him earlier today and uh, asked him about the latest recommendations. And what he said to um, our newspaper is we're going to look at all of the CDC recommendations and the Department of Health and Human Services, I'm sure, will come out and Uh, look at all that and decide where we go from here so it sounds like there's a possibility it could be lifted possibility it won't be lifted cooper's still mulling that what i had heard earlier this year after vaccines became more uh or vaccinations i guess became more widespread and more people were receiving them is that they wanted people who were vaccinated to keep the masks on because it would uh take away from herd mentality of you know, they're not wearing a mask, so I don't have to wear a mask, and, and make it easier to uh, put those restrictions still in place, help businesses know who needs to wear that, or basically everybody has to still wear a mask instead of debating whether somebody is vaccinated or not, and so uh, I'm not sure what we can expect from Governor Cooper, and by the time this comes out on Monday, he may have already made his decision, and I apologize in advance for that, but I uh, we're waiting, we're waiting for an answer from him, and uh, he's been pretty good about having a news conference at least once a week, if not three times a week, earlier in the pandemic. So I expect that we'll hear from him soon and um, at least get his take one way or another of how he wants to move the state forward. Um, his, current, his current executive order is set to expire on June 1st, so we're about two weeks out from that. And that's it for the week of uh, May 17th. That's that's what I know is coming and what you guys should be on the lookout for. For the News and Observer, I'm Danielle Battaglia. See you next time. For more from our politics team, subscribe to the News and Observer at newsobserver.com slash subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at Under the Dome and NC Insider and sign up for her weekly political newsletter at Newsobserver.com slash newsletters. Thanks for listening.